Hi, everybody. It's Andy Wyand, Associate Director for the Career Service Office here in the College of Business. Here we are in Episode 6, and you've put in a lot of work so far. Searching for a company and a position that meets your goals, the resume writing and rewriting. Before that, it was collecting the experience and academic work to even list on that resume. There's filling out the sometimes tedious application forms. And finally, making all of those connections and introductions either online or face-to-face at career fairs and meet and greets. So after all of that work, you glance down at your phone to see a voicemail is waiting for you. You exhale and press play. Congratulations, you've just reached a major milestone in your job search, the job interview. Now, job interviews are typically not common occurrences in our lives, so they bring with them a fair bit of anxiety and a need to be prepared. So on the podcast today, we discuss with our guests the typical structure and flow of job interviews to give you a little better understanding on what to expect during your next interview for a job or internship position. This is Lacey Caparanis, Career Advisor here in the College of Business Administration at Kent State University. Ready for Business is our podcast series exploring the readiness of business students as they hit the job market for internships and full-time jobs. Our team of career service pros in the College of Business are on a mission to help talent and opportunity meet. We recently sat down with a group of corporate recruiters from a variety of companies, large and small, to hear exactly how the professionals doing the hiring make their decisions on which candidates are ready for the job and which ones are not. We're sharing those conversations in this series so you can be informed and ready for business. This week on the podcast, what to expect in a job interview. One of the first questions that we typically receive from students after they've been invited to a job interview is, what do I wear to this interview? Is it still the expectation that I show up wearing a suit? Because when I met with the recruiter before, they were wearing jeans and a polo, and daily attire seems way more casual than suits in this office. Good question. Let's hear what our guests have to say. Do you see the interview getting more relaxed, or is it still pretty traditional? Um, I would say... I would still lean more towards on the side of just like wearing your suit and just full the fully professional dress, like for the interview, even if it is a more casual environment. Um, that's definitely true that a lot of companies, you know, are maybe a little bit more flexible with their dress codes and, and that type of thing. My name's Kate Blake and I'm a recruitment specialist at Sharon Williams. What you wear um, kind of reflects like your respect for that person in their time and meeting with you. And so, you know, if you dress professionally and you have your suit, you know, it's just going to show a lot of respect for that employer. Um, And so I don't think you can ever really go wrong with, you know, making sure you were dressed like as professional as possible. I would say no. The attire really has not changed for an interview and what the expectation is. My name is Sarah Martin. I'm the HR and recruitment specialist with Bober Markey Fedorovich. Uh, We are a regional public accounting firm. We typically go by BMF. While our firm in particular tends to be uh, very business casual, in fact, during busy season, most of our associates wear jeans every day. 
Um, but I would say for the interview, you certainly want to wear your suit. Um, for us, I, I think that's really important to be able to see a student put themselves together, you know, wear the suit um, and come in, you know, again, feeling confident. Um, I, I think that professional attire is really important for the interview. Once you get the job, sure, you can, you know, make it your own and and kind of, you know, whatever that, that company's um, attire or culture is kind of blend in with that. But I think for the interview itself, regardless of um, what firm you're interviewing for, at least for the accounting field, I would say professional attire is certainly something that's still expected. I, I see a mix of it. Uh, I like when candidates still show up in their business professional or even, you know, business casual. Hi, my name is Rachel Higgins. I am the executive director of recruitment for Northwestern Mutual. As long as you're, you're dressed somewhat professionally, you know, no jeans, t-shirt, sweatpants, you know, surprisingly, I've had Students come in in those. Um, I try to cut them a little bit slack because, you know, they're college students. But I always have lived by the rule I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. So if you show up and you're overly professional and it's a Friday and I'm wearing jeans because it's, it's casual, I don't ever want anyone to feel intimidated by that because um, absolutely still believe that you should dress professional for an interview and get a feel for the culture, because you, you never know when you're going to step foot if they are a casual office or if they're wearing suits. So it's good to be overdressed and underdressed. Next, let's talk about the expectations on what candidates should be bringing with them to the interview. What are some other things that you appreciate when somebody arrives to the interview with? What do they have with them? I always appreciate when you bring me an extra copy of your resume. While I already have it, it does show that you're prepared um, and you thought about that maybe, you know, there might be an, an additional person there interviewing um, interviewing you. So you come prepared with that extra resume for that person. My name is Alyssa Angeletti. I am the HR and talent lead at Vision 360. And I also like to see you bring a padfolio that shows that you are um, also very prepared. Um, and then you can write I always tell students, don't be afraid to write notes and questions that you want to get um, answers to. Um, I, I always encourage students, you can have your portfolio open or padfolio open. I would really like to see you taking notes because that shows interest that I'm saying something important to you <laughs> um, and, and things that you don't want to forget. But don't be afraid to bring your padfolio full of questions and, and open it up right out of the gate because it, it really shows you're interested um, and you want to get those questions answered. I think we still, they still call them portfolios. <laughs> they did when I was, when I was looking for jobs. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to have a calculator in it or anything, but at least something that you can uh, write down notes, um, taking notes, not just a little small notepad, but, but one of those full legal pads um, that's in there and, and ready to go. Hi, I'm Matt Klaus. I am HR director with Fathom. I want to see, I would love, I, I'll, I'll tell you my ideal state is, the binder's open. There's already prepared notes written down and questions for me written down. The the individual sitting across me with their pen uncapped, elbows on the table, almost like they're working, right? That is great energy. That's great posture. That's that's something that somebody if across me that's in that in that posture is telling me, I'm here to learn, I'm here to work, I'm here to give me everything you've got, right? Like I want this. Whereas if someone's sitting laid back in their chair and they've got nothing in front of them. How important is there this moment for them right now? I don't know. Come prepared. Bring is bring all your bring everything you got. 
I may not ask for it, but at least I know you've got it. I've been seeing this more and more, especially when I'm interviewing students for an internship, they'll bring uh, class projects. And when I don't, you know, while I may not ask for them, they it's a nice move to leave with me. I think it, it makes an impact that you came prepared, you did your homework, and you want to show me what you were excited about that you did in this certain class or internship. So I think it's a great thing to bring. Um, you know, you can mention that you brought it, or if, you know, if it doesn't come up in conversation, just leave it with me at the end. But most of the times when I am asking about your class experiences or your previous internships, you're talking about that project that's in your portfolio. So don't be afraid to bring it out and show me specific examples. Um, you know, I might not look through your whole detailed report right when you're sitting there, but I, I do take those back and, and look at them. I've also have students follow up and then send me links to some of their online portfolios so I can kind of take a look at that. So I think that's another um, great strategy to do as well. So we know what candidates should be wearing and what items they should be bringing with them on interview day. Now let's discuss the interview conversation itself. What are the typical questions or conversation topics that a candidate can expect during an interview? Hi, I'm Molly Phelps, a recruiter with Fastenal. I help recruit for sales and operations positions within our Northeast Ohio area. Be prepared for the question, what do you know about our company? Research the company. Even if that question is not asked straight out, you still should prepare and know what the company does, what they sell, what industry they're in, what does the industry look like, research the company. Yeah, so I, I would definitely say before you go into uh, any interview, um, do some research on various different types of behavioral questions and have the answer ready. Hi, my name is Andrew Trotter. I'm with the Fastenal Company. Um, undoubtedly, someone's going to use those at some point with you. Um, one classic is, is uh, what, what, what is the greatest challenge you've had to overcome? Or can you give me an example of that? You, you need to have your answer ready. Um, it, it's going to detract from your interview if you're sitting there thinking and it's not ready to go. You want to be as fluid as possible and, and be prepared. So a simple Google search on behavioral questions uh, and then reviewing those, maybe sitting with a peer or an advisor giving your answers will help you be more confident in that time. I will tell you the first round, which is the on-campus interview for us, is much more casual, a um, little bit more informal where I'm really just trying to get to know the student. Um, you know, the questions are questions that you'd hear in a typical first interview where I'm just really trying to understand why you chose your major, you know, where it is you see yourself in the next couple of years, um, figure out your goals. The second part of the interview is in the office. Um, and that that interview process is really driven by the behavioral questions. So we actually have a structure where there's two teams and each team has a different set of questions that they're asking so that there's not a whole lot repeated, um, but they are very behavioral based and they're looking for specific examples. And that's the key is coming up with specific examples from your experience that help answer what the interviewer is asking. So trying your best not to be vague or come up with things that in general you do, but specific things that you've done and that it's believable. You know, anybody can come up with <laughs> generic things um, like, oh, it's really good to be able to work on a team effectively and, and be a leader. But how did you do that within your college experience? 
well, I was the vice president on, you know, for Beta Alpha Psi, and I, I helped lead the meetings, coming up with those specific things so that, again, you're painting a picture for them and making it believable that what you're saying is actually what you've done. I want to pause here to quickly address the term behavior-based interviewing and give some examples and strategy to answer and paint that picture of your experience that interviewers are going to be looking for. As we've heard, answers to behavior-based questions are not to be focused on what would you do, but rather what did you do. These interview styles trust that the best indicator of how you will perform in the future is how you've already performed in the past. Example questions may be, tell us about a time when you worked as a member of a team, or give an example of a problem that you faced on the job and how you solved it. So how can you paint that picture of your experience following a question like this? Well, a technique mentioned by several folks on our panel, and one that we in career services coach students on using, is the STAR method, S-T-A-R. It's an acronym to help you remember all of the pieces of detail that an employer would likely find valuable in your answer. First up is S for situation. Set the scene for the listener. Next is T for task. What task or job were you faced with? Next is A for action. How did you complete the job or task at hand? And finally, R for result. How did it go? What were the results? Put all of these pieces together and you've got a complete detailed answer that you can include in your supply of examples during an interview. Yes, I think using the STAR method, so situation, task, action, result, is if you just have that in the back of your mind for each question, that really will take you or take the recruiter through your whole process. This is Marie Henry. I am a university relations manager at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You know, some people will just maybe do the first two and you're left with kind of like this hanging like, okay, well, what happened? Um, I can't tell you how many times I have to ask them to elaborate. So just having that in the back of your mind and going in prepared, looking through your job experience and project history and already having those in the back of your mind, you're able just to then reiterate those in the interview. You can really perfect it and get the right message across. And also to think about, you know, your top five or six stories that you would want to share that you could bring during an interview. Um, and I think, too, if you look through the job description and especially look at what they're looking for, if there's any position criteria or personal attribute section and it talks about certain qualities, like if it talks about organization or time management or able to work in a fast-paced environment, you know, you may get questions that are related to those topics. And so that might help guide you with the types of questions you might get. Right. And the STAR method, it's great, but behavior-based interviewing is really just kind of like getting away from being rigid, using those as like tools and a guideline for you. But really, you're you're telling a story. I'm Susan Denton, and I am from Medical Mutual. I am a senior corporate recruiter with them. This is a time for you to be, you know, sharing about you, sharing about a time that something happened to you. So it's okay to be colorful. It's okay to share examples and, you know, give a lot of facts. Just don't do it too much, you know, kind of stick to that structure. Um, it's a really great way for you to get to share about you and not talk in general, I do this. Generally, I would do that. Say, this one time something happened to me, this is what I did to fix it, these were the steps I took, and as a result, it worked out really great and the project was done. So 
yeah, I think, I think the STAR method is actually great with behavior-based interviewing. So as you may notice, the questions you should expect are going to be asking you to describe, well, you your experiences, your strengths, your weaknesses, group projects, and the specific results that you created over the course of your student career. This means you'll need to be comfortable talking about yourself, which, without some thought and practice, may be awkward for some. There's a tendency I've noticed when working with students on practice interviews to err on the side of being humble, out of a nervous feeling that students don't want to be labeled as arrogant or full of themselves, therefore not an attractive candidate for hiring. So I asked our recruiters for their thoughts on this and any strategies they would recommend when talking about yourself during an interview. I think the balance that some students may find difficult is not to sound too braggy or arrogant mm -hmm. during interviews <clears throat> because they don't enjoy talking about themselves, for one. <laughs> um, so for you as an employer, how would you recommend candidates navigate that line between underselling and overselling? So it's a great point that balance between sounding too overly confident and not confident enough. So in terms of tips for students in balancing that fine line, um, I would say when in doubt, I'd rather hear you be a little overly confident versus not confident enough. Um, and again, it is hard sometimes if a student's naturally quiet and it is awkward sometimes talking about yourself. Um, so practice is what's going to help with that. Practicing the interview questions, you know, whether it's your roommate, a friend, a parent, uh, career services, making sure that you go through the questions and you practice those specific examples for those behavioral questions. Because the more you do that, the more comfortable it'll be and naturally the more confident you'll sound. An interview is a time to sell yourself. Um, you have to brag on you because we don't know you and we don't know your your past experiences. We don't know your work ethic. My name is Tiffany Proud and I am a senior human resources recruiter at FedEx Custom Critical. We want to know that you're a team player, but we also want to know that you're an individual that that can can produce. So you want to brag on yourself. You just have to do it in the right way. It can't be like always me, 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 but it also can't be the team, the team, the team, because we're like, did you ever do anything? So there has to be a good balance of, well, in this situation, here's how I handled this. Or um, we had a team project and as a team, I was assigned XP, this piece. And I completed this, but as the team, we did this. So there's a way to, to spin it and make it sound a little bit better, but you, you need to be bragging on yourself. You need to sell yourself. I want to return for a moment to something that we've heard from several recruiters, that interviews should be conversational, like a two-way discussion about the position, not just you, the candidate, having to recite all of the reasons why you're the best selection. Nearly everyone we spoke with said that a key item to bring with you to an interview was a list of questions, that you should even have these questions written down in a notebook or padfolio and bring them along with you to show that you've planned ahead. So what kind of questions should a candidate be bringing to ask to their interviewer? 
My favorite question, and it's it's very cheesy, but and I get it asked a lot, but it, it goes back to learning about the culture. Ask your recruiter what brought them into the organization and why do they stay. It's very cheesy, very textbook, but you learn a lot as a candidate from your recruiter's answer or whoever you're interviewing with. You learn a lot about the company from their answer. So I love answering that question. I, I probably answer it far too long-winded um, because I, I do go into our culture and, and why I love working there. So I just think that's a very valuable question from a candidate standpoint that you really learn a lot about the company from that question. Making sure that you're engaged, you know, the questions do tell a lot about your character and who you are as a person. If you're just asking kind of like bland questions or no questions at all, it is a huge red flag. We want to make sure that you're, you do have questions about the company. You should. There's definitely things that, you know, we didn't cover in an interview that you need to be, um, you know, just showing your engagement, showing your interest in the company, and those come out in those those questions at the end of each interview. So I love when a candidate asks, what are the qualities that make someone in this role successful? Hi, this is Lynn Murphy. I'm the Director of Recruiting at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. What do you like specifically about that question? I like it because it... It's it well. I like it because I recruit salespeople, so that's like a closing question. That's why I like it. It's really closing the interviewer on um, if you've if you've set it up right. You've um, you're asking that because you know you have those qualities and you've demonstrated that during the interview. And now they're going to come back and tell you, well, what makes someone successful is X, Y, and Z, and those are all things that you know you have. So then you can really close for the interview as well. One of the biggest things I think that that um, can ruin what a very good interview is is not having any questions. I, I know I, I always feel let down uh, if I'm interviewing someone and it's going well, and at the end I ask them if they have any questions and they tell me no. Um, instantly I feel like, are you engaged? Do you care what I'm saying? Uh, if I offer you the position, are you even going to be excited about it? Um, so I would always have something ready to go uh, to learn more about the organization. Yeah, so I think a great question for, uh, well, there's a couple great questions. First is, you know, they want to know what growth looks like in the company. And and that's a big deal um, because growth is something that a lot of indiv- individuals are looking for, not only individual growth, but what is the company looking to, to do? And that shows the um, motivation in the company. Um, another thing, I and it was, it was more recently that I got, is... Um, someone asked us about a specific instance that they saw our company report on LinkedIn. And that was that was like a wow moment because it showed to us that they really researched us before they came, that they didn't be like, oh, this is an assumption of what we do, that they really understood what we do as an organization. So to wrap up what we've heard, your attire for the interview matters, and the traditional suit for the interview day is still the expectation, even if the day-to-day attire in the office is more casual. Next, recruiters will be watching what you bring to the interview, so arrive prepared with resume copies, notes on the company research that you've done, questions that you plan to ask the interviewer, and of course a pen to take down any additional notes that you may want. 
Next, within the interview, be prepared for those behavior-based questions. Use that STAR method as a way to keep your answers and stories about your experience on track and not roaming all over. Which leads us to our next reminder that interviews are not the place to be shy about your experience and past success. Employers wanna hear you confidently share those examples. So don't leave out the details of your experience because you're nervous that it may be seen as bragging about yourself. Practicing your responses will help you feel more comfortable in your delivery, so practice is key. Practice in the mirror, practice on your cell phone, with your friends, or better still, stop by the Career Services office and practice your interviewing skills with us. The Career Services team is here on campus to help you through this internship and job search process from start to finish. And that of course includes getting ready for those interviews. The Ready for Business podcast series is a production of the College of Business Administration at Kent State University. Find all of our episodes, as well as contact information and appointment scheduling details for the Career Services Office at www.kent.edu business. Special guests for this Ready for Business series include Sarah Martin of Bobo Marky Fedorovich, Molly Phelps and Andrew Trotter of Fasenal, Matt Klaus of Fathom, Tiffany Proud of FedEx Custom Critical, Susan Denton of Medical Mutual, Rachel Higgins of Northwestern Mutual, Marie Henry and Lynn Murphy of Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, Kate Blake of Sherwin-Williams, and Alyssa Angeletti of Vision 360. If you work in HR and want to learn more about recruiting business students at Kent State University, drop us an email at bizcareers at kent.edu. That's B-U-S careers at kent.edu. Don't forget to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts as it helps others find out about this Ready for Business series. Special thanks also go out to Lacey Caparanis, a career advisor in the KSU College of Business, for her production help this week. We're approaching the close of the Ready for Business series with just a couple episodes to go. Look for episode seven in just a few weeks. Until then, make it a great semester and go Flashes. Go Flashes.